Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humby Cerveta will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. All right, it's great to be with you guys once again. Right now, we are starting our fourth and final section of this series called Learn Two. This entire series has been based around the four L's of Akuo, which are just the ways that we will be in community with Jesus and one another. Those four L's of Akuo are listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and today we will start our deep dive into linking to our community. Now today, I wanna kick this series off talking through one of the ways that an organization can link to a community. And the story that comes to mind is uh, when I used to drive the first new car I ever had. You see, while I was in college, I had a few part-time jobs and a truck that just kind of quit on me. So I wanted to get something else. I wanted something that was like a little bit sporty, but also got great gas mileage. So after some research, I settled on the 2007 Chevy Cobalt. I searched around for the exact model I wanted. It had to be black with a manual transmission and two doors. So I called around and I found a dealer that, that had something on their lot. So that day, after getting off the phone with them, me, my dad, and little brother went out to the car lot. And to be honest, I had my dad go with me because I was just like a 21-year-old kid that didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And uh, my brother came along because he was learning how to do these things and I was learning how to do these things. So that's why my dad was there. <laughs> we, we needed to learn. So we walked onto this lot and a salesman, stop, a salesman stops us and asks us what we're looking for. And I told him exactly what I wanted. 2007 Chevy Cobalt. It's got to be black, needs to be a two-door two coupe, and it has to have manual transmission. He looked at us and said, okay, cool. I'll, I'll go grab one and I'll bring it right around to test drive. So I'm like fired up, right? Like I'm going to be able to test drive a brand new car. So this 2007 Chevy Cobalt pulls up right in front of where we were standing. However, instead of being a two-door, it's a four-door. And instead of being a manual transmission, it's automatic transmission. And not only that, but instead of being black, it is burnt orange. Let me say that again. The car he brought me was burnt orange. Then the cherry on top of this awful Sunday is the salesman gets out of the car and says, who likes the Longhorns? My dad looked at him, turned around and walked away. And I'm just kind of standing there and my dad left and I turn and I look and he's gone. I'm like, uh, sorry, dude, we, we got to go. So as I'm walking back to our car, I asked my dad, like, well, why, why are we leaving? You know, we could have just asked him to bring us a different car. And my, my dad said, you already told him what you wanted. And he didn't want to bring that to you. This guy didn't actually want to help you. He just wanted to help himself. So from that day on, I never went to that car dealership for anything. And I can't tell you how many times I've told this story and how many times in the past I've told people never go there because they don't actually care about the customers that show up to their lot. Now, has something like this ever happened to you? Have you ever had a bad experience at some business, uh, whether it's a restaurant or a car lot or whatever, like just a terrible customer experience? Now, then after you got home, did you like tell all your friends and family about it? Did you start spreading rumors about that spot? Maybe you got on Yelp or Facebook and started spreading all this stuff. Did you start sharing the cheese man with everyone you could about this place? Now, just for you guys that don't know, cheese man is like Spanish slang for gossip. 
Now, of course, we've all done something like this, right? We've done some sort of thing like this in our lives. Now, this is how we decide on what restaurant we might go to, right? We listen to that cheese man, or this is how we decide on what car we might buy, like our buddy likes it or doesn't like it. Or this is how we might decide what pair of shoes or hat or whatever we might buy next. This happens all the time in our lives, and it isn't much different when it comes to Jesus. You see, you can actually see this exact thing happening in the Bible. Now, this is actually one of my favorite quick stories. In this story that I want to share with you, there are these two blind men, and they show up where Jesus is at. And, well, just, just listen to what happens. Here's what it says in Matthew 9. The two men went right into the house where Jesus was staying. And Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, Don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. So Jesus is like, hey, don't share this. And then they just run out and do it. And in Matthew 14, we see this fame continuing to spread. There it says, after Jesus and the disciples had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. Now this type of story doesn't stop there. Let's look at Luke 7, 17. There it says, And this rumor of him went forth throughout all of Judea and throughout all the region round about. Guys, there are plenty more of these types of stories, but we're just going to stop at these three. As you can see in these three pieces of scripture, the word about Jesus had spread. People would show up to see Jesus and he would do something spectacular. He would do something miraculous. And those people would then go and tell their friends and their neighbors and anyone who would listen about how Jesus healed them and turned their lives around. The rumor of Jesus, the chisme that was getting spread at dinner tables and water wells and fishing holes and while they were making tamales, had been spread all throughout the region. People knew about who Jesus was and what he was capable of. So when Jesus showed up to a city, the crowds showed up too. Everyone wanted to see if this Jesus guy was the real deal. When they did show up to see him, they were not disappointed. Now real quick, I, I want to like go back to my super sweet ride, that 07 Chevy Cobalt. A handful of years after I bought it from a different car lot, the car started making this really weird smell. It smelled like half-burned gasoline. Uh, it was really weird. So I took it to a guy I knew, and he looked at it and, and told me to call the manufacturer to see if there were any recalls that, that I hadn't done. Uh, so the next day, I called them, got on you know, Chevy, 1-800 Chevrolet, and a lady on the line let me know that there was actually a recall for the fuel pump in my car, but they'd finished doing the work on this fuel pump a few months ago. Uh, so the lady put me on hold and was like, hold on, let me see if there's something else I can do. I want to make sure that you're taken care of here. Then she came back online and let me know that they would be able to do the work and replace my fuel pump at no charge. 
Then she proceeded to set up an appointment for me to take the car in. She located the nearest dealership, called them with me on the line, and we set up a time for me to drop off the car the next day. At the end of the call uh, with the dealership, the lady was like, hey, hold on, stay on the line, don't hang up. She then informed me that she would be calling me the next morning to remind me about this appointment that we made. And I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy, that's pretty cool. So the next morning comes and I got a call from this lady, the rep at Chevy, just making sure that I was still good to go, everything was all right. I said, yeah, sure, that's no problem. And so she said, okay, cool, uh, enjoy your time there. So I drove to the dealership, pulled up, there's a guy waiting, gave my car away, they gave me a loaner for the day, and, and just a couple hours went by, and they called me back to say my car was ready to go. So I picked up my car, I had a new, a new fuel pump, and it was washed. Then when I got home, I got another call from that same Chevy rep. She just wanted to make sure that my car had been taken care of in a way that I felt was satisfactory. The customer service I received from Chevrolet that day was outstanding. The representative linked me to and allowed the manufacturer to take care of me in a way that I didn't think was possible. And because of that, I always want to buy like Chevy's now. Not only that, I'm going to tell this story to others. I'm going to go and spread this cheese man to all kinds of people. Then at a point, I'll become the cheese man. Someone will say, man, I have this friend who is taken care of so well by Chevy. He had this car and they fixed it and just totally took care of him. But no matter of the cheese bin that's spread, people won't understand this experience until they experience for themselves. Now the same thing happens with God. We had this customer service person, Jesus, take care of us in a way that, is com that has completely altered our lives and our eternities. So we will go out and share the cheese bin. We will spill all the tea about this guy named Jesus. Then eventually, we will become the cheese man. Man, my cousin, he was in this messed up place, but then he found Jesus and his life changed. Guys, we are the rumor of God. We are God's cheese man. We are what people will talk about when it comes to God. God isn't necessarily speaking directly to these people out there, but by our actions, we can be his cheese man. We can help spread this rumor of God. We can finally use our abilities of being chismosas and chismosos for good. This is what you have been training for your whole life. So that's what, why today's big idea is this. Be God's cheese man. Be God's cheese man. When they talk about us, when they get this cheese man about God, we want it to be a good thing. We want people, we want them to feel us actually linking to them. We want people to say, those are the people that gave me food. Those are the people that gave us candy when we didn't know what we were going to do on Halloween. Those are the people that hooked me up with an HEB gift card when I was running out of food. Those are the people that loved us. Those are the people that accepted us. Those are the people that stood up for us when nobody else would. We are the cheese men. We are the rumor of God. Now what's really cool is when you look back at Luke 17, where it says, and this rumor of him went forth throughout all of Judea and throughout all the region round about. The Greek word for rumor there is logos, where we get the idea for a logo. We all know what a logo is, right? When you see it, you know what it stands for. 
when you see the golden arches, you know a cheeseburger isn't that far away. When you see one of those like half-eaten apples on the back of a phone, you know you're gonna get a super expensive device. And when you see the star, you know that you are gonna get below average football. Guys, we are the cheese man, the rumor, the logo for God here on this earth. When people see us, they should be able to see the love and grace that our God has. People will know about Jesus because of how we act. We are the chisme of God. So we need to be good chismosos and chismosas. Spread the right rumors. We need to spread the love and the grace that Jesus showed to all the people that didn't deserve a single piece of it. All of those people include you and me. So what that means is that we need to carry ourselves like we are the chisme of God like we are the logo for Jesus, because there are a bunch of non-believers out there that their only idea of who Jesus is, is us. Think about that. There are people in your life. There are people at your workplace. There are people on your social media feed that the only view of Jesus they ever get is you. So I want you to carry that weight. I want you to feel a little bit of that pressure. You are the chisme of God. It's up to you that the right info is spread. So don't act a fool. Guys, I swear, there are times that I'm just like done with your posts on social media. I see these posts about God is with us. I'm not worried. We're all good. Followed by that guy's a Nazi. Or look at the socialism and communism that is coming. Let's go buy up the guns and the toilet paper. I want you to know that Jesus did not stand for socialism or communism. He does not stand for nationalism. He does not stand for Democrats or Republicans. He stands for the Father. As soon as you start mixing those, you have lost your ability to spread the chisme of God in the best way possible. Instead, you've added your own spin. You've attached pieces of the world to God. You've attached your own beliefs about what is happening in this country to a being that supersedes and overwhelms every single person, group, and place on this planet and in this universe. Your job isn't to protect Christianity from people that are trying to ruin it. Your job is to spread the cheese man. God can take care of himself. God can and will take care of his church. The manufacturer will continue to make sure all of his products are amazing. All you have to do is be a customer service rep and point people to what the manufacturer can do for them. Now, some of you might feel like you are unqualified to do that. Some of you might feel like you can't be the person that is the cheese may of God because you've messed up so many times. You think that you have to be perfect. You think that you aren't good enough. Well, I want to tell you that you are good enough. Because Jesus felt strongly enough about you to share his secrets with you. And we see something like this happen in the book of John. Now, to give you guys some context on this, Jesus was headed north from the capital of Jewish worship, Jerusalem, to a region called Galilee. Now, the typical trip uh, for Jewish people was a five-day journey along the Jordan River. It's a lot like the terrain from San Antonio to El Paso. It, it's a lot of desert. It's not very pretty, uh, not very scenic. And, and really, it didn't have a lot of food sources along the way. Not a lot of great places to eat. 
Now, what's crazy about this five-day journey is that it could have been a lot shorter. If they just would have cut through this region of Samaria, they would get there two days faster. But they didn't because of cultural reasons. You see, Samaria was the center of Baal worship, and, and Baal uh, was the pagan god of fertility. And these pagans considered Baal even more powerful than the god of the Bible. And it's because of this belief that many of God's people, as they passed through Samaria, were killed. And Baal worship revolved around prostitution, self-inflicted harm, and human sacrifices. Not only that, corruption and violence were rampant there. The poor were victimized and oppressed. Jewish people saw Samaria as the embodiment of evil. So no God-worshipping Jewish person would ever go near that region. Not only that, but they would look down on the people that lived there in Samaria. They would see the Samaritans as the personification of sin. There's actually an ancient document that records how Jewish people viewed the Samaritans as not even people. Meanwhile, Samaritans believed that they were the true bloodline of the king who would bring relief and rest. Now, because of this, Jews and Samaritans had this long-running, multi-generational beef, a real, like, Longhorns and Aggies thing going on, except with, like, way more violence. So the Jewish people chose the extra 20 miles along the Jordan over two unnecessary days just to get away from the Samaritans. It actually became one of their customs uh, to worship God. So I want you to have that context in mind before we start reading John 4. Not only that, I want you to be thinking about our four L's of Akuo as we read through this story. We want to listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to our community. All right, so let's take a look at the scripture. There it says, Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself didn't baptize them, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. So let's stop right there. Jesus is leaving Jerusalem to get away from these people that uphold the religious law, the Pharisees. And he wants to go to Galilee, which would normally mean he would go like around Samaria to get there. However, in the scripture, it says he had to go through Samaria on the way. He needed to. And so what I want to hypothesize is that Jesus was told by his father to go through Samaria. He's listening to God. That's the first hell. So he is leaving the holy city to go to the place of sin. Then he finds himself sitting next to a water well. Well, let's pick back up in the story. John 4 says, Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? So let's stop right there. Jesus was fully aware of how his people treated the Samaritans. He knew that they were thought of as the embodiment and personification of everything evil. On top of that, men in that society wouldn't have conversations with women without their husbands there. To take this to another level, Jesus is looking at this woman that is considered a second-class citizen 
in that society twice over, and he is asking her for help. In that moment, with that one plea, Jesus breaks down every possible wall that this lady might have had towards him, a Jewish rabbi. Now, in that moment, Jesus showed her an amount of love she never expected to get. Here, Jesus is loving people, the second L in the four L's of Akuo. So let's see how the story continues. Back to John 4. Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Jesus showing some more love there. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Okay, Jesus is starting to share some of the good stuff with her, but it's not done. In this next part, it's going to start getting crazy for this woman. Let's jump back into John 4. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you are living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman replied, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim that it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshiped? Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find Jesus talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what did you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. So this is amazing. Jesus looks at this woman and knows she is messed up in her life. By all accounts of the religious elite, she was disqualified to be a person of God. She was running around with multiple partners and living with a dude that wasn't even her husband. Remember, ladies would get stoned to death 
for things like this at that time. However, Jesus was different. Jesus doesn't just see that she's fallen short of the expectations that holy people would place on her. He sees what she is capable of. He sees her potential. So what does Jesus do? He leads her by empowering her. He empowers her by trusting her, an adulterous Samaritan, a woman who showed up to get water in the middle of the day, probably to avoid all the other women that would be there and would talk some bad chisme about her. Jesus empowers her by sharing that he is in fact the Messiah. Jesus was asking people to hide miracles he was performing, much less that he was the Son of God, the Savior of the world. But this woman was trusted and empowered to have this information. So she went out and shared it with everyone. She went from being a person that was afraid to be in the same space as her fellow Samaritans. Remember, she asked, like, I'll never have to come back to this place, right? If you give me this water. She went from being that person to spreading the cheese of Jesus to anyone that would listen. Then because of this flawed personification of sin, people started streaming from the village to go and see Jesus. They saw the transformation that had happened in her. This woman was trusted enough to spread who Jesus was, and so are you. If you are a follower of Jesus, it's up to you to spread the chisme of Jesus. It's up to you to be the chisme of God, and you can do this in so many simple ways. It can be as easy as being kind to the people around you. It can be as easy as just caring about the people that you don't have to care about. Simple acts are enough to be the cheeseman of God. And here at Akuo, as we talk through linking to our community, we have a handful of ways that you can be the cheeseman of God. First off, we're going to have a drive. We are going to link to senior citizens in the Akuo neighborhood by partnering with an organization called Jefferson Outreach. What they're going to be doing during this holiday season is creating gift baskets for seniors in our area to let them know that there are people that care about them. In those baskets, there's going to be coffee mugs, hot chocolate, and blankets. Now, Akuo Church, the organization, is going to pay for 150 mugs and buy enough hot, hot cocoa packets to make sure that everyone gets at least two cups of hot cocoa. Now, where we want you to help is by bringing us new blankets. You know the kind that like, you would use to sit on the couch and just kind of throw over you. We don't need like king-size comforters or anything like that. Also, you will get extra points with me if the blankets have a cool tiger on it and they're like kind of fur. Now, I don't know how, but those are always the warmest blankets. Now, we will be holding another drive at the same time. This one, we will be collecting gifts for teenagers for Christian Assistance Ministries Christmas Store. Now, Christian Assistant Ministries, or CAM for short, does this every single year. This Christmas store is a place where families can go if they don't have presents for their children. Most years, uh, they get all kinds of gifts for babies and little kids there at CAM, but most teenagers aren't exactly impressed with, like, Elmo toys. So what we want to do is make sure that all the teens are taken care of this year. So with this, you can bring new, still-in-the-package headphones or makeup, perfume, cologne, or Whataburger or McDonald's gift cards, uh, you know, things that a teenager would like. If you don't know what a teenager might like, find one and ask them what teenagers like. We will be accepting all these donations on December the 6th here at the church. Also that day, we are planning to have our first ever service while we bring all that in. 
Now, we'll be doing that outside of the pavilion and park right across the street from the church on 100 Quinton Road. We will give you more details on that service as we get closer. Now, not only that, we have more opportunities for us to link to our community. On November the 21st, from 7.30 to 11.30 in the morning, we will be meeting at CAM, which is downtown their campus, uh, to do a clothing and food distribution. If you are interested in that, we have a link in the chat right now, or if you don't have access to the chat right now, you can see the sign-up link on our social media. Now, if that's not enough, we will also be partnering with the San Antonio Food Bank on December 11th from 7.30 to 11.30 in the morning. That morning, we'll be in the Alamo Dome parking lot distributing food to families that are in need. That link will also be in the chat and on our social media. Now, I want you to know that you are fully empowered to do these things and go beyond, uh, above and beyond to serve all of these people in our community. This will be such a great way for us to be the chisme of God. Now, I want you to see what happens when we can be Good cheese, man. Let's go back to John 4. Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged Jesus to stay in their village. So he stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. So here in this part, you see that fourth L. Jesus links the community. He doesn't just preach a sermon and then bail on them. Jesus spends a few days with them. Because of that, people believed. Guys, the same thing can happen with us. When we are able to link with people, when we are able to share our lives with them, and then they will get the chance to meet Jesus. It won't happen because of any of the, the words we use. It'll happen because they hear from Jesus himself. Now, I know I said this earlier, but I need to say it again. I need you to stop what you're doing and just like lean in a little bit closer. You can do this. You're fully capable of this. God chose you to do this and you won't fail. And you won't even have to do all the work. Really, all you'll have to do is rest in him and he will show you the way. I believe in you. God believes in you. I know you can do this. You can listen to God, love people, lead by empowering, and link to the community. You are the chisme of God. And I want you to make sure the word is getting out there. Now, for some of you, this is the first time you're hearing about Jesus. Or maybe today was the first time you felt your heart like leap when you started to learn more about Jesus. Either way, the first step for you to become the chisme of God is by believing in him. It's that simple. You don't have to fill out a form or jump through any religious hoops. All you have to do is simply believe that Jesus is the one that came to this earth and gave up his life for you. He came down to make you whole when you stand before God the Father. He came down so you could be his chisme. If you're feeling this and you want to start a relationship with God, if you want to know Jesus, I want to pray with you right now. Now, I know this can be weird. So what we're going to do is everyone at this church that's watching or listening is going to pray along with you because here at Akuo Church, no one prays alone. So everyone just go ahead and bow your heads and pray something like this with me. 
Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for seeing me as worthy. I know I've messed up in my life a lot, but today I want to invite you in. I want to follow you the best way I know how. Jesus, thank you for laying down your life for me. Because of this, right now, I give you my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, for those of you, whether you've been a believer for 60 years or 60 seconds, if you want to become better at being God's cheeseman, I want you to pray something like this along with me. So just bow your heads again and we, we can do another prayer. So Jesus, just thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for choosing people to represent you that no one else would choose. Jesus, thank you for allowing me to be your representative here on earth. Thank you for letting me be the chisme of God. Jesus, I ask that you would help me feel the weight that comes with that. I ask that you would help me understand the responsibility of being your chisme. At the same time, I ask that you would show me the freedom of being in you. I ask that you would allow me to be the best cheeseman that anyone has ever received in their life. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray all of these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. Now, before we go, I want you to do something crazy. In the chat, I want you to type this phrase, I'm God's cheeseman. That's C-H-I. S-M-E, cheeseman. If you don't have access to the chat right now, just say it out loud. I'm God's cheeseman. In addition to that, I want you to share that on your social media. Just type in that phrase, I'm God's cheeseman. When someone asks what that means, you can explain it to them, or you can share a link to this service with them. Let's be people that share this gossip. Let's be good chismosos and chismosas today. Well, guys, I just want to thank you for being a part of our service here at Akuo. If you need anything at all, don't hesitate to message us on our social media platforms, or you can go to our website at kuo.church to contact us. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, if you liked our service and you want to share it with someone, uh, or if you've missed any of the services we've done over the last few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also listen to our services while you're in the car or on a run or, or anything like that by downloading our audio podcast. We're on every single major podcaster. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Now, while you're on any of these, you can subscribe, like, and rate these sermons. By doing this, the algorithms of all these sites will put us in front of more and more people. So help us spread the chisme of God by subscribing to our podcast. Next, I want to talk about how we will practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. So we believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there's a blessing. And we are doing exactly that here at Akuo Church, the organization. We are sharing our resources with the community around us all the time. And we understand that with the holiday season upon us, things can be a little bit tough. So if you need help with something, if you need help with a bill or food or anything, please reach out to us. We would love to help you during this time. We want to be linked to you during these tough times. Now, the way that you can tithe here at Akuo is by going to our website, akuo.church, that's A-K-O-U-O.church. And when you go there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. 
We also have our text to tithe option, and for that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to P.O. box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. Now, one last thing. Each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom. And I know we talk about it every single week, but we do it because it's amazing. And I'm totally not overselling it. We would love to see each and every one of you there because we want to share the chisme of God with each other. We want everybody to know about what's been happening in our lives and how awesome God is. Okay guys, that's all that we have for you today. I want you to know that every single week, every single day, I'm praying for every single one of you. So before we go, let me just pray one last time over you. Let me speak a benediction over you. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV and puts away their phone, I ask that you would start speaking to them or really continue to speak to them. Jesus, I ask that you would help them be good cheesemen. I ask that you would help every person listening to my voice right now love you the best way possible and love the people around them in the best way possible. Thank you for everything, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, that's it. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.